Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, 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 Jason, what's Baby Yoda's favorite nighttime story? What is it? I don't know. Good night. That's no moon. <laughs> Hashtag dad jokes. Hey, Jason. Yes, sir. Why does the Mandalorian never take off his helmet? Uh, this is the way. Baby Yoda's stinky diapers. Oh, uh, I wish I had those. <laughs> hey, Jason. Yes, sir. How many Sith Lords does it take to change a light bulb? Uh, I don't know. None, because they prefer the dark side. Uh... <laughs> The last one. Hey, hey yes. Jason. Yes, sir. Um, what Star Wars characters really good at mini golf? Hmm. I'm not sure. Jabba the, the putt. putt. No. <laughs> this is the way. We want it men. my window and then a bird just like landed right on the ledge outside so <laughs> well, it's a good thing it's a good thing i closed it because they don't care i'm recording this morning <laughs> They're like tweet 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 yeah this is not twitter right <laughs> you got a uh, snow white thing going right yeah it just wants to land on my finger and start singing me a song and i just want to if you're not a monkey lizard just get the hell away from me <laughs> you're not gonna hang out on me so this is what episode 20 28 right yes sir <laughs> oh guess what week it is guess what's to, guess what next weekend is toilanta toilanta <laughs> finally here finally and this is your first one so i'm, I'm excited yep. for you man yeah i'm too i'll be busy <laughs> it'll be a busy week we got yep. the club and, and we got a raffle going for that and you'll just oh. walk around in awe man i hope you enjoy it because it's it's always been a fun show for me. I mean, you, you never know what you're going to get year to year, but I've always enjoyed being around the people of Toylana. So I hope you enjoy it, man. Sure, I will. I'm going to uh, record things for the, the Georgia Alliance um, YouTube channel. I'm going to try to record something for my own YouTube channel. Um, I'm going to try to record the panel that I guess I'm helping with. Yeah. <laughs> you you yeah because normally it's 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 me and justin um that do it me justin and the ryan but because justin um he hasn't he with covid he's trying to stay stay away from mass gathering so uh he's not going to be able to join us this year so 
it's always it's nice having another person in there and you made a panel a uh, slide for it so i'm gonna let yeah, yeah. let you present it and be fun yeah it's always i i enjoy it uh it is a little nerve-wracking doing a panel because you're in front of you know i don't know five or six people yeah <laughs> no that's, but we always have good more people on the panel than there is in the audience <laughs> the last couple of panels we've had it, it's turned we've had a pretty decent turnout so you know we'll have a full room but we'll see what they're doing this year um, yeah i was listening to i'm interested because i was listening to david quinn's podcast and he was talking about how he went to a toy show and there was just a line out the door because they were, you know, you can only allow so many people in at a time. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of curious if they're going to do that or is it just going to be a free for all or interesting. I, it'll be interesting. We'll see. Yeah. So uh, you had a pretty fun night on deal or no uh, deal, man. I'm taking a break from deal or no deal. I'm just going to put that out there right now. No, in all honesty, I'm taking a break for a couple months. Anything that comes up, micro machines. I'm sorry. There's got to be somebody else besides me that wants it. <laughs> um, deal or no deal is fun. It, it 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 you know triggers that that need to collect and hunt and find and beat and win and all that fun stuff wrapped into one. But I think a cardinal just landed outside my window. <laughs> but I just uh, yeah no. I, last night I picked up which was pretty cool. There was collector sets. I think there's like 60,000 of them made. So it's not really that limited, I would say, but um, it's a, a fan. What was it? It was like a fan exclusive with Darth Vader and a star destroyer. It's just micro machines, but this is a sampler pack. Each piece is numbered and I have one already that's numbered, but this is the sample pack and it doesn't have anything. It doesn't have a number on it. It's just blank of like 60,000 also comes with a sample mailer so this is like a sample set which is pretty cool i picked that up and then there's a uh micro machines also made transforming play sets that looked like things that you could use so it's actually darth vader's lightsaber closed up and then you would open it up and it'd be a play set and this is the box that has all of the um what do you call it the changes that they wanted to make or it was the approval process right the QC I, process yeah or i know it's not kenner that puts them out but they would call them kennard standards they have a green card on them um, yeah which changed into hasbro standards at some point but it's the same kind of thing and it's got some markings on the back so i plan on displaying the box with the actual play set that i have yeah that one i was actually kind of jealous of because i i it's one of my goals to have a kenner standard hasbro standard whatever that style box with the card on it uh, i just haven't had you know haven't found one i want to spend the money on yet yeah so that's what I picked up on deal or no deal. Don't have it yet. I mean, it was just last night. So it'll be a couple, a week or so before I actually get that in hand. When I saw you bid on those two, I was like, his stimulus check must have hit. <laughs> no, we were just being cautious and careful because, I mean, we don't have the money in hand, but it is coming. Right. But I don't want to blow all of that on deal or no deal, which you can easily get wrapped up in oh doing. So I'm. I'm taking a break and probably until May, you know, we've got Toylanta and I don't plan on getting anything. I plan on just absorbing and recording and doing a lot of AV stuff and, and uh, going to Toylanta, not Toylanta, ICCC, which I'm pleased to say I should be fully vaccinated for because I already had my first shot. I got That's the awesome. shot this week. So that's just one less thing I have to worry about at ICCC, though I will 
still be wearing my mask and stuff. Yeah, I think you kind of have to. I, I, I don't know what the regulations are. I know if you, from what they said, is if you have uh, vaccinated people, they can get together without masks. So, mm-hmm. but I yeah, guess- Yeah, I you plan know. on, yeah, double masking still and being safe and all that. Gotcha. Uh, but enough about me. What's new in the Glenverse? Uh, not a whole lot. I'm waiting for a ghost print to come from Hero Field. Um, that should be here today. And, uh, my wife discovered Macari found these, um, it was an Ahsoka and a Mandalorian crocheted hand, hand done crocheted, uh, little figures that stand about six foot tall. And those came in last night and those are pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so what is Macari? Is it like Etsy? No, it's, it's, I guess it could be like Etsy or it's like, um, uh, offer up or, you know, let go. It's one of those apps where people, it's like an eBay, even eBay. Um, people throw up what they want, you know, throw up what they're selling. You don't really bid on it, but you can like it. And then if it sits for too long, they can send you an offer. You can send them offers, oh. um, you know, stuff like okay. that. I don't know. But anyway, okay. my wife just sent me something. I'm trying to keep my, um, sorry, I'm trying to keep my phone on because I got a guy coming by to take my fence and I don't want to mi- take take down yeah. the fence and I don't want to miss the notification. But anyway, I probably should mute it. Uh, anyway, long story short, it, um, yeah, it's sort of like a uh, eBay where, you know, you could follow items, you like them and, and then they'll send you, um, send you deals. The longer they're out, the long, you know, the more they could, uh, you know, cheaper they can get. And uh, you can get some pretty good deals on them. And then you got to pay Macari. The, it, and it, it kind of protects the, because everything's done through Macari, the transaction. So the seller, you know, has to pay Macari a percentage, but then you have the uh, protection as a buyer because they don't get the money until you get the product and, gotcha. you know, um, you know, rate it and everything. So there's a little bit more protection, okay. uh, you know, as a buyer. So it's, it's a cool um cool app i found out about it a couple of years ago and kind of got soaked into it i've only i've sold a couple of things and bought a couple of things but you you know as a seller you do have to realize that you know you're going to pay a percentage to macari um just because of that service speaking of ebay (laughs) what you get i was doing some research for a future episode and also the panel that we were just talking about for toy lanta and i came across some micro machines it's the bounty hunter playset, not the playset. It's the little figurine pack. Uh-huh. It's the minifigures, but it's just all bounty hunters with like Bosk and IG88 and Forlom. And I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that somebody wanted 75 bucks for it, but I didn't get it for that. I got it for less than half of that. Nice. So that's the only thing I picked up this week. And I have that in hand. It also has um, Chewbacca as the bounty hunter from Shadows of the Empire. Huh. Was it like Snuva, Snuka, something like that? I don't remember. Yeah, but that's that's part of the set, which is kind of interesting. That was such a big push. It's just tough to believe that the, that the whole thing was just swept under the rug and be like, no, Shadows of the Empire didn't happen. <laughs> just the amount of resources and the energy creating a soundtrack for the, the book, a video game, action figures. It was like everything but the movie. But in the end, they're like, no, that didn't really happen. Yeah. That's what happens when you undo the cannons oh all the cannons are gone yeah but you know oh well trying to think what else i I did get my galactic heroes prototype in that came in like right after we got done it came in 
Your Kit Monday. Fisto. Kit Fisto, yeah, that came in on Monday. What were the colors on it? It's a uh, green and tan. It's almost the same. I thought it might have been the same shade as as Bahara, but it's 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 a couple of shades off. Awesome. And then his his lightsaber, the hand that's holding his lightsaber is translucent because that would be the color of the lightsaber. So that whole hand is one big color. That's cool. Yeah. But I'm kind of holding out for Toyland. I've seen a lot of stuff on Deal or No Deal. And yeah, I'm just, I know that, yeah, the stimulus check will be here before Toyland. So, you know, maybe the wife will let me spend a little bit of it at Toyland and I see, but yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, trying to think. I don't think anything else exciting. Um, I did hit up Ollie's because I went up to Cartersville for the um, vaccine. Uh huh. They had Ollie's up there, so I wanted to see if they had the vintage collection because some of the Ollie's have been getting the wave with Anakin and the Tie Fighter pilot and stuff like that. But all I saw were Revel models. They they still had like Rogue One models. They had Solo models, the Last Jedi models. They had the Forces of Destiny staff, uh, Ray staff. Mm-hmm. They, they still had a Kanan from Jack's Pacific. Is that is the, like, the 12-inch one? Yeah. I think it might be 18. It, it feels a little bit taller than 12 inches, but yeah, it's that same one. It's just crazy that they still have Rebel stuff on, on their shelves. Yeah. And we'll talk about had... that in a future episode, but Rebel yeah. stuff, thanks to Ahsoka showing up in the in the Mandalorian, has gone through the roof. Yeah. And I'm rewatching because we do talk. We are planning on doing a Rebels show here in the next couple of weeks. So I've been rewatching like the, for the third time Rebels, and I'm picking and choosing what I watch. And oh my god, <laughs> it's so much the third go round. And, and now that you're able to pick and choose, you know, I want to watch these episodes, and you kind of the the you know you can go with the standalone episodes and the episodes that mean stuff. And it just it means so much more. I was watching the Dark Saber one this morning and. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Where Sabine's training with it and Yeah. It's oh. such a good it's such a good show. So I don't want to get into it, but yes. Yeah, we'll get into it eventually. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> Do you have any news? Shoot, I don't think I got any news. I got tons. Bob Chapek was talking this week about Kathleen Kennedy and it just sounded, I don't have his exact quote, but it does sound like she's staying on that. He's looking forward to working with her in the future. I'm not a Kathleen Kennedy hater because for all the crap she gets for the sequel trilogy, which I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of, she deserves all the love for rogue one solo and the Mandalorian because she's responsible for the good stuff just as much as she is for the bad stuff. I think she's done a good job. Like you said, you can't argue with the the leaps and bounds that star Wars has, has come in the past five or six years has it been that long i think so the, but if um, you think about it there's been what five movies yes so five yeah movies. sixth on the way rogue squadron yeah which i'm very interested in, in seeing some of my favorite scenes from all the movies that they've done so far is is rogue one the x-wing scenes at the end i don't know that i what i okay what i really enjoyed about that scene because you're you're talking about the battles and everything yeah seeing all those ships bounce off the shield yeah it's just incredible it it, it was just it was it was stuff that you've been waiting like 40 years to see you're like how does the shield work and you see the ships like bouncing off of it like it's hitting a a, a water or something um 
And then they went back, like the thing that gives me goosebumps, they went back to the original A New Hope, found some unused footage of Gold Leader and what's the other one? From the original movie. Right. And um, then they, they spliced it back in. Yeah. And they made it look like, no, this is just right before. They, like, of course they're still part of it. And I just, I don't know, it gives me the chills to even think about like the the, the connectivity. Yeah, they've done a Rogue One. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's my best Disney era movie, Rogue yeah. One. Um, the vintage collection pre-orders from Walmart will go live on Monday at 1 p.m. I don't know what time you're listening to this. Could be too late. But that's the Paplu, the um, Endor Leia, and the ATST pilot driver. I'm not sure which one he's called. There was a there was a snafu at one point. I don't know which one's right. There was a Black Series ATAT driver, but then they also changed the pilot. So who knows? But that goes live on Monday for the pre-orders. So I'm sure that'll be sold out in two minutes. Of course, it'll be interesting to see what Hasbro does because they have an exclusive channel now or something like that where you can. It looks like you can pre-order some of that stuff. I don't know if that's just for Hasbro Pulse memberships or what. So. It'll be a learning curve, I guess, for all of us. And in a couple of weeks when we re-record again, I'll, I'll kind of report back on what I experienced. Awesome. Lucasfilm was set to release a visual dictionary for The Mandalorian and a um, original novel, but that has been canceled due to the ever-expanding world of The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. I don't, I don't know what that means. I think that, that means they're still developing it. I mean... The world Maybe is probably changing too much where it's just dated. Because I know some of those visual dictionaries, they don't want to release a whole lot because it, it's such a, uh, you got to have so much lead time in in the process. So they, uh, you know, they don't want to put a whole lot in a book. And then all of a sudden all these things come out uh, in the movie or in the TV show that, you know, they they were keeping secret, but now they have to put in the book or you know, maybe with uh, Cara Dune not being or Gina Guerrero not being in it, they need to change it all up. I get why the original novel might be canceled because it's they're making this whole big epic tale with you know the the Rangers and the Ahsoka show, and so they, maybe they just didn't want to introduce a fourth element, this original book that might conflict with things. So who knows? Maybe everything's just in flux right now. It could be. Benedict Cumberbatch spoke with Collider about being Thrawn. Yeah, I, I saw that. And you know what? I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, his exact quote was he's talking about taking on the role of Thrawn because he I think he'd be great. But he he kind of played the same character as Khan in Star Trek, so it'd just be too familiar ground, I guess. Mm-hmm. But his quote was that's a straight no for me right now. There's no way I want to be turned blue. I turned the, the air blue very recently. No, no, seriously. I, I don't know if that the joke works with me repeating it. <laughs> I turned the air blue very recently. No, no, seriously. I have precious time with my children, and I think sitting in a makeup chair and being painted blue and the amount of time it would do, take to do that and then take it off at the end of the day, just might. it's just not the right time for my life for that. Because it'd be more than just being painted blue. There's prosthetics because he's got a more pronounced brow, and and his cheeks are a little bit. Uh, Cumberbatch has defined cheeks, so who knows? But he doesn't want to do it, so he's out. Right. And so then back Andy to Sir- Lars. <laughs> yeah, back to Lars. Is it was that official? 
No, it's not. No, official. it never. Nothing's rumor. ever been official yet. It's just a rumor, which would be great because he did the voice and he did a great job as it. Andy Circus is promoting a new movie called SAS Red Notice, and he said he had a faint idea of what Snoke was. He said it was very much under wraps, but uh, I had an inkling, but it was not confirmed. So I think he's talking about that it was some sort of connectivity between Snoke and the Emperor. It was strongly hinted with the music of Force Awakens. There was that kind of Emperor music. Uh-huh. But, I mean, he had an inkling. So I guess that's that. Which I don't, I don't know. It's tough to, uh, it's tough to take the word on. I'm struggling with him saying that he kind of had an inkling when there was no evidence that the emperor was back at all throughout the first two movies right and so i mean you could have an inkling that that they're doing a marvel crossover or something like that it's just there's no facts or anything like to support it so it's just pulling stuff out of thin air so i don't know i don't know i don't know what i'm saying i don't know if it's true <laughs> forget me would he even have known them uh, um there wouldn't have been any music playing when he's acting unless he's talking about when he saw the movie yeah yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to pull something to say about it, and I guess my brain's gonna like just skip on to the next article. Maybe right. that's all there is. How, how much coffee did you have? I'm uh let's see, two and a half in. Sweet. Yeah, so I'm not I'm doing good here. Awesome. And then uh the last thing that I have, it's not anything completely Star Wars related, but there was a New York Times article on March sixth, which spoke about global shipping issues and how there's boats just backed up waiting to come into ports. There's empty containers that have been stuck in Australia and New Zealand, basically because we're living in, in the pandemic and nobody's going out. Everybody wants things shipped, which has increased demand in China for products to be made and then shipped over to the United States. I mean, I know people who've waited months for couches because they just can't get it to the United States in time. Like you buy a couch and then you have to wait yeah six or seven months to get it that's what we we bought new couches and it was like four months yeah exactly so that's that's what's going on ships are waiting weeks to be unloaded everything's backed up because of the pandemic orders have surged because again of the pandemic the um the pandemic itself itself has taken its toll on on people who work at the ports so there's just not a lot of people to unload the ships some ships have even run out of spots to drop anchor as they wait to come into port they're oh, wow. what they're what they're in called uh drift boxes meaning there's just an area out in sea it's probably the shape of a box that says you can just drift at sea right here and then you know if you need to just power up the motor and move back into the drift box but that's exactly where you can where you're gonna have to wait before you can come in hasbro was named in the article because they've been dealing with the 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 bottleneck that's been caused because of the shipping stuff which is part of the reason why if you go to uh, target i was gonna say hallmark <laughs> if you go to target or walmart you're not going to see anything on the shelves and it's not just star wars it's it's pretty much all of the toy aisle is pretty sparse yeah and nah. it's it's going to stay that way for a while there's no this is the first time something like this has happened so they there's no way to firmly determine this is going to last until you know, blank date, but they think midsummer might be the time where things start to, uh, the pressure starts to alleviate a little bit, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. When you, when you said Walmart, you jogged my memory. I did pick up a uh, moth Gideon at Walmart. 
a couple of weeks ago or not black a, series, a few right? days. Yeah. Black series, Moff Gideon uh, earlier in the week. And they had the, uh, they had a couple of the armor. They had the Carl rather, or uh, Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers. Yeah. yeah. They had Where's him, Carga? but no, nobody else. No. Is Bo-Katan supposed to be in that run? No, Bo-Katan is in the next run. Okay. And they did see, they did see the bad batch characters coming out, like on uh, Facebook marketplace. People are trying to sell those, so they are they are slowly trickling out. So we'll have to wait and see what uh, what's 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 what. Awesome, and we do have some uh, podcast news or that that I want to share because I think it's awesome. And we were talking about it, but our we had our first episode hit a hundred listens. So. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> so thank you. That's it's that's uh, it's a cool moment for the podcast. So thank yeah. you, everybody that listens. Yeah, and we uh, plan on making more of those pricing kind of shows because if that's what's resonating and people are enjoying that, we're going to do more of it. So that's part of the reason why I was on eBay, just researching the next um, dollar price kind of show. I don't know what I'm saying. Hold on, more coffee. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be a fun couple of weeks or actually fun through the end of the month or actually through May, April because we've got Toylana coming up then we've got um spring break and then we got ic after spring break so there's like four weeks worth of shows we've already got planned we have a um we might have a club event coming up too yeah i wonder who's gonna host that hashtag tease (laughs) be a very limited event and uh we'll, we'll release more information in a month or so yeah but yeah fixing up the backyard awesome that'll be fun speaking of uh all these toy shows you know i have a box of leftover blacks not leftover extra um, black series stuff is that something i should bring to toylanta i would well i mean are you planning on hanging out late not late but late on saturday night are you going to try to make it to the room sale yeah i pretty much told my my wife that from like 10 to eight that day i'll be at uh, toy lanta i might take a break to come home because it's only 20 minutes away to get yeah. lunch but count me out for saturday my wife already knows friday night that whole weekend is toy lanta friday night's my wife my wife's birthday so i'm i'm home friday saturday i'm going to do that sunday it's probably going to be another family day so if she wants to do more for her birthday oh, you got to make time for the kid with for the wife so yeah um but yeah there's uh we're going to be hosting or the club will be hosting a room sale uh saturday night starting at like seven so if you've got anything uh bring a tote and you gotta think i have to i have to do this disclaimer because toylana gets mad at me if i don't say it you need to have a, a, a late night badge to get into the room sale so um oh really yeah we'll talk about it later we'll, we'll fake your way in we'll, we'll say yeah he's with me okay there's the back door i'm part of catering yes I'm catering. Would you like an hors d'oeuvre? Yes, get please. In that room and give people hors d'oeuvre. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, and then we're doing a panel. I think at 1.30 on Saturday, and then yeah. we'll have the, the club table set up. So if you see us, say hi. We'll high five you. Buy a club that. ticket. Buy a raffle ticket. You'll you'll high five people. I'll give them a, a elbow bump. Elbow bump. Yeah. It depends on how many people want to high five me. So. Maybe I'll do it like the office and just air high five. There you go. But yeah, I think that's it, man. As far as news goes and weeks yeah. and 
uh it's yeah yeah all right so uh i don't want to get into too much because for the listeners this might be confusing last week we recorded two episodes one about prototype no that's today one about um what did we talk about last we week? talked about grading and, grading. Uh, and then displaying displaying right so after the displaying episode i went back and changed my display based on our discussion so i did go out to the container store and i bought they have like acrylic risers so i created some platforms basically in my detolf ikea display and added all my micro machines in there so it's just creating space in that i mean micro machines are just teeny tiny so to have a whole shelf to that and then you know you have like one inch of micro machines and then 12 inches of empty space so with those acrylic risers i was able to create some dimension and then put the micro machines in sort of like a tiered look if you will make sense yeah so that's the other I, thing i did this week yeah but i don't we, want to get into it too much because it's last <laughs> next week's <yeah>. episode <laughs> Well, I do want to get into since we're talking about. Let's just go into it because I want to talk about the your your. Uh, we can kind of use your your pickup as a, uh, I guess a, a springboard to everything because you got your yeah. uh, hard copy, uh, Emperor, yep. um, micro. What, what is it called? Your hard copy micro machines or micro collection? Whatever. Yeah, it's the Emperor Emperor's Royal Yeah Royal Guard transforming playset. There you go. You got so it that is in. the Emperor's. Emperor Royal Guard, it folds open and becomes the Death Star. Yeah, I really enjoyed all the detailed pictures you were uh, sending to the in the group chat of that. And, uh, you know, definitely the thing that struck me, you know, you you had said the the details, just the, the little minute details, but I love the background, how it was cardboard versus all the stickers. So that was one of the first things I noticed was that it, it looked like somebody had printed out the stickers on a, a printer, not not like a peel and stick kind of sticker it's like on a sheet of paper and then you can actually see the edge of the paper where it almost looked like they took a straight edge and cut up or cut the the sticker off and then taped it or glued it i didn't i don't want to mess with it too much to peel back and see what's underneath it but it does look like they applied it by like tape or glue or something like that so it's not a sticker in the sense that it in the production version and then in glenn's kind of talking about it it comes with a the Imperial shuttle, which is the, the, the shuttle that kind of the wings fold up and then they fold down. And the thing that really stuck out to me is that this version has a lot more detail than the, um, the production version, the production version, the detail is a lot softer. The edges are more round. Whereas the production version, it's, they're very sharp edges and it feels, it feels like a different kind of, I don't know if it's a different kind of resin or what, but um yeah and then the bottom of the imperial shuttle it doesn't have the markings the lucasfilm markings of the 96 the year that it came out and all that stuff it's 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 pretty cool because it doesn't have that and it's got actually more detail on the bottom yeah i mean like how 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 in depth in detail do you want me to go because i don't want to bore the hell out of people but there's so so much more cool stuff i, I guess i have a strong passion for the Okay, the reason why I had Jason bring okay. that up is because I want we're talking about pre-production uh, stuff today, and that just it brought a lot of stuff to my attention uh, and and jogged my memory a lot. Seeing his excitement about it, 
and all the detailed pictures he sent and was able to compare, you know, here's a pre-production piece versus the production piece. And um, we just want to talk, you know, our experience with, with pre-production stuff, why we collect pre-production stuff, kind of bring Jason, you know, Jason can talk about his, his journey into pre-production uh, as far as, you know, the micro collection or micro machines go, they just kind of go from there. You know, I don't know about a history of a, of pre-production stuff, but you know, uh, crap, hold on. I'm trying to get to my notes. I don't know about, you know, doing, there's not really yeah. a history of pre-production stuff. And I don't know if you've got anything yeah. to add to this, Jason. Uh, but it's uh, just sort of, no, I mean, go ahead. No, <laughs> go ahead. We're so unorganized today. <laughs> no, you go. You lead the conversation here. Pre-production, uh, after you've collected, you've done all your 90, you've got a 92 run. As a, as a collect, okay, hold on. Pre-production, at least in my mind, makes sense to a lot of collectors because you can only go so far in the vintage stuff. You know, you, you do your 92 run, you collect all the ships. You can, you can go after variants and you can go after, you know, uh, like a DT Luke. You can go get a, a orange-haired Luke or brown-haired Luke. But- you're going to pay a lot of money for those. And for, you know, a little bit better value, quote unquote, you could start getting into pre-production stuff. You know, uh, of course, it's got to be the more modern stuff. And to clarify, when we say modern, we mean 90s and up. So Power of the Force 2 and up is modern, even though it's, it hates, I hate saying this, 30 years old, because I graduated in 93. And there's no, that was last week, right? Not 30 years ago. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and, and it throws a lot of people off because we call them modern, even though technically it's antiques, but that's just the way we break stuff up in the Star Wars collecting terms. Modern is anything from the early 90s on uh, to today. That's what we consider not modern. And the 70, you know, 82 and newer and older is the vintage uh, stuff. Uh, because when they stopped, or Return of the Jedi and, and older is, is the vintage stuff because they stopped making that early 80s um yeah so it's like 77 to 1985 okay there you go so like from 85 to 85 77 to 85 is what we consider vintage and in in my mind that's sort of the next logical step is started to collect the pre-production stuff um and the reason is is it's just cool stuff you've got the cool colors like jason was saying on his earlier you see stuff um in a pre-production piece that you may not see in a production piece as far as the detail goes, because, um, you know, what Jason basically has is like one step before they make the production pieces. So what Jason, the, um, crap, I'm jumping around a lot and I'm sorry. And we, we should have, we were organized, but disorganized, but I think that's why people love us. Um, there's a podcast. If you want to get really into this, there's a, a podcast called Prototypes and Productions and Pre-Production. It's uh, by David Quinn. Look it up. He does like a three-series, uh, three-episode run on this. It starts with episode number 22 and kind of bounces, uh, you know, he'll do an episode and he goes back to it. So it stretches uh, about a month or two worth of podcast in podcast time. But uh, Prototypes and Productions, it's uh, David Quinn uh, pretty much everywhere. He's, he's, I, I'm going to steal something from him, but I'm giving him credit. So I'm not really stealing it. Um, there's a, what he, he has a simple way of when a piece is produced, uh, how it's produced and where you can kind of, you know, get the, the version hard, you know, a mold versus a hard copy versus a production piece. Uh, he, he takes it as it's a five-step process. 
So you start with a figure, which is normally a wax mold or a wax sculpt, which is so where people sculpt it, physically sculpt the first run of the figure. And, you know, you, it could change from that. So when they get that wax right, they'll do a mold of it. Then they take that mold and they make a hard copy, which is what Jason picked up as his uh, playset. And that's why the, ever the details are very crisp and there's not a pre, there's not a, a copyright on it or anything because it's the next step in the process. And then what they'll do is they'll take those figures once they get them right, they'll make another mold of it and then you get your production pieces. So then you'll get a first shot, which is not hard copy would come from the middle run and a first shot would come from the last mold. And that's when they're doing the final test where they'll do a first shot you have, uh, they'll, they'll basically they take wax and pour it into the mold to make sure everything's right. And you'll get some crazy colors in that because they just use whatever's there. Uh, you know, whatever's in the, in the, whatever wax they have or whatever, whatever plastic they have ready to go. So you can get a Darth Vader that's green, that's lime green and um lime green and orange with a you know black cape or you know a bright red cape so you get some crazy colors when it comes to hard copies uh, my so, favorite is the darth vader the, yes. the diaper darth vader uh-huh where he's got like diaper in his torso is white but the rest of him is black right so you That's get some my favorite, favorite yeah you you get crazy and like the jason was talking about the the irish uh han solo it's a green han solo because that's what they had in the in the process um mm -hmm. and then at one point in that process they will put the copyright stuff on it when they get when they get it right they'll do a copyright and then you get another first shot to make sure everything looks good um so sometimes you'll get a first shot with a copyright and you get some without a copyright the one without a copyright is a little bit more desirable because there's not as much you know not as many produced versus one with a copyright on it i like collecting prototypes because i'm one i like having like pieces that I know only like five or six people have or less, uh, you know, have in their collection. And it's kind of a cool story. Uh, you could say, yeah, I've, I'm one of, you know, there's only like five of these out there and, uh, or you can, and it, it, you get to see the, uh, process of, you know, it starts from, from point A and ends at point, you know, D or E, and you can see what, how the toys are made. And it, it, um, it's just a really, really cool to see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We don't write right. scripts here at Smuggler's Galaxy Podcast. We don't. It's all it's all live on the top of our head, for better right. or for worse. I um for the longest time I thought prototype collecting was impossible. I thought you needed to know somebody at Hasbro who slipped you something, you pay bucks. But they're more available than I realized. You just need to be in the right place at the right time, talking to the right person, or being on no deal or no deal, or like you go to a toy show. Apparently, they're they're out there. Yeah, I found some at toy shows. I bought some at Toylana. Though there was only a, a guy, one guy, and he had a couple of them. But you can go to like the Cincinnati Toy Show. Um, that happens once a or either once or twice a year, and apparently there's a bunch of them available there. And it goes back to vintage stuff. Uh, and you know, like a vintage piece, you're going to pay thousands of dollars for, whereas a modern piece, you could pay hundreds of dollars for. And I've seen stuff go, you know, a black series, like a black series Canaan go for a hundred bucks. 
uh, prototype or first shot. So it, yeah. it varies on, on pricing. Uh, some of the Galactic Hero stuff I can pick up for under 20 bucks. And it just, I've got a bunch of them because, you know, they're, they're cheap and they're, they're easy to come, not easy. Yeah, they're kind of easy to come by as long as you know where to go. Yeah, when you mentioned dollars, I mean, the vintage stuff can go from anywhere between 20000 to like 100000 and probably even more depending on the rarity of the item. Right. But the modern stuff, you, you're talking between twenty to, I mean, if it's an Ahsoka, you're, you're looking at thousands there too, like three, three $4,000. So as you were kind of mentioning the, the whole process of going from start to finish, creating a prototype to production, when you start making molds and remolding and then developing a new figure and remolding that you're going to lose detail, right? Yes. So it's probably part of the reason why some of the the pieces that I have have a lot of detail and the production pieces are kind of softer and rounder. Right. And they actually, they'll mold it to have more detail knowing that, you know, they've got a, uh, they're knowing that they're doing a mold of it and then you're going to lose you know, lose that, the details along the way. And they can make adjustments, right? So if they, they're on stage two, right? They made their wax version, they've got their hard copy and they don't like something, they can make a change at some point in the next step, right? Correct. Because I think that's what they did with, going back to my prototype, um, the emperor is sitting on the throne and he's got the blue lightning, but it looks like it's a completely different emperor in the production version. It doesn't look like it's lost detail. It looks like they've kind of narrowed him in a little bit and they've changed things. Um, I would imagine because they decided not to paint the blue lightning that they've decided to change the sculpt, but it does look like it's it's completely different than the production version. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah, and that's one thing I do like um, when I do find a prototype, if I can buy... Uh, by the production version i like having them and comparing them because i've got a a, a two-up action master fett uh boba fett and i compare it to the production and you could see that they've changed stuff around and it's just not you know the angles are it's a lot softer the production version versus the the two-up um and when we i guess one thing i need to say like i said we're jumping around like uh frogs on a hot skillet right now but when we say pre-production it's sort of our prototype or pre-production it's sort of like an umbrella uh you know it, it refers to everything so everybody refers to that stuff as you know prototype or pre-production um so just to fyi what was your first piece pre my first piece, piece was uh, micro machines believe yeah. it or not it was there was like a set of maybe four or five it was han solo as a stormtrooper but the that piece is white and it feels like a different kind of plastic. It doesn't feel like the production version. So I, I would imagine that's more of a hard copy or a first shot than, than a prototype or unpainted because I do have some unpainted ones. I also have the same thing with the Stormtrooper. I have, I think, a, a test shot is white and a different plastic. And then I have gray versions that are unpainted, which are probably more closer to production than the other piece. So those are my first. Awesome. And that just made sense, you know, as a, somebody who's got a passion for micro machines. And you look at all the prototypes available. It's like, what, what do I care about? What do I want to own? I don't want to just own just to have, I want it to have meaning. If I'm going to spend the money to get a prototype, I want it to have meaning to me, right. I guess. No, dude, that makes total sense. Because you could just like, you can just spend and be like, I want prototypes. I want prototypes, but 
you can spend so much money and then you get these figures that you don't care about or I don't know, just don't mean anything. And that's, I want to cl- collect with my heart. Yeah, that's sort of where I'm at. I try to do that on all my stuff is, is collect with stuff that means stuff to me. Uh, because yeah, if you if you just collect to collect, you're going to have a room full of crap that you don't care about. So yeah, and then the other thing, and I've kind of mentioned this before, I want the story of a Black Series figure from start to finish, and that's why I'm looking for that green Han Solo at some point. I'll get that, but but other than just micro machines and samples and stuff like that, um, yeah. So the micro machine stuff is the only stuff you've you've uh, got production pre-production. Yeah, and I also want to ask a question because I don't know. You were t- we were talking about this the the standards. Uh-huh. On on the boxes. At what point of the production is that issued? Is that towards the end where they have pretty much the set in place and they just want to proof the box and make sure it looks good before they send it out? Yes. So it's still like a a pre-production piece. It's like the last thing they check off before they ship it out and say, Yep, this is good to go. Mass produce. Yes. Okay. The Kenner standard slash Hasbro standard, Hasbro standards more is going to be more easily to get uh, available right now just because of the age of them. But it is, it's just the, the final check of the packaging and the box and make sure everything's the way they want it before they send okay. it off. That's pretty cool because I didn't know where that landed as far as production. I'm just grabbing these pieces because they're cool. <laughs> I don't know what they are. <laughs> they're machines, they're pre-production. That's where right. As long as they're micro machines in the pre-production, dude, and you can afford it, and the wife's not gonna make you sleep in your collection room, do it. Yeah, I that wouldn't be the worst punishment. <laughs> sleeping in the collection room, as long as I don't have to sleep on the floor, I think that would be worse. But yeah. So yeah, my wife afford. actually told me I bought something. Or actually, right after I bought the Moth Gideon, she's like, "I'm never gonna get mad at you for buying stuff for buying Star Wars stuff." And I'm like, "That's dangerous." That's love. <laughs> you shouldn't um, tell me that yeah and then like qc samples so i have a couple of those pieces they have stickers on the back that say that they're they're qc sample is that just like pulling it out of the box to make sure that the quality is fine and, and good and all that basically yeah so that yeah. you would yeah yeah i guess you'd have somebody on the production line that would just walk up and open a case and pick something out of it they do have QC stickers on the back, but they're not like the the standard stickers, just like a round little piece, maybe quarter of an inch round, and it just says QC on it to signify that it was pulled and this is a sample. And those pieces that I have, they're the gift sets and they're just immaculate. They they feel like they were just pulled off the store shelves. They're just like no time has passed. That's awesome. pretty incredible. Whenever you get stuff that's 20 years old, it looks brand new. It, it's a good day. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I plan on continuing my collection past May of pre-production micro machines. The thing that I'm really looking for is more vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of the figures, but the vehicles either are tied up in other people's collections or they're just not readily available as the minifigures. Mm-hmm. But I do have a paint sample, like I mentioned of the um, slave one, the the silver version of that coming, but that would be the only vehicle that I have outside of this Imperial shuttle that came with the playset. And you never know, man. You may get luck out, and people may have them and not even realize what they are. Yeah, Especially. they can just they can just wait till May. <laughs> 
Dude, I, I suspect at ICC you may find something because uh, awesome. room sales. Um, if you go back and listen to David's podcast, he talks about um, uh, Anthony bringing just a ton of uh, pre-production stuff to IC for the room sale. And yeah, he, he, he does a lot better job talking about it than I do, but it, I was there and that's actually where I bought my first pre-production piece. I had no clue what it was and had no clue the importance of that moment because that was loaded the first time he had broken everything out, uh, you know, and let, you know, stuff for public consumption. And uh, I had opened a toad up and there was a galactic heroes ghost sitting there. I had no clue what it was. All I knew is it was a ghost and I had to have it because that's my jam is, is rebels. And uh, I bought it and walked away <laughs> and kind of every now and again would, would go back and look at stuff, but it was, I had no clue what I was looking for. or was looking at or the significance of it. But uh, yeah, that was my first real forte into uh, pre-production was that Galactic Heroes Ghost first shot. Why do you collect the Galactic, Her- Galactic Heroes prototypes? Um, I think it's just because it's they're affordable. Uh, okay. I kind of I kind of lucked into them because it was it was it's a collection I started for the the grandkids, and um, I had just like I said I, I stumbled upon them. I collect the Rebels Run because it's the only place you can find. It, you know, like the Phantom and the Ghost and the figures. Actually, it's the only time Hasbro ever released a Ghost uh, was in the Galactic Heroes line. Yeah. So that's, so it, you know, it's sort of just, I stumbled upon them and I, I think they're cool. And it's it's also kind of a niche like you with your uh, micro machines. Yeah. Because not that many people know about them or not that many people do them. And so I don't have a whole lot of competition uh, in that area. So it, it makes it a little bit easier where you're not, you know, you're not competing with a hundred other people for it. Yeah. Does it have production stampings on the back? Your ghost? The ghost does. The ghost actually has uh, a tracking number scratched into it. So that makes it a little bit cooler. Yeah. So that's closer to production and they want to control where it goes and who logs it out and log it back in to try to track that piece in in uh, in um, the warehouse, I guess. Right. Yeah. It it would be it, it would be like the final step uh, before it went into production. They would go ahead and use the molds and make a toy basically out of those molds and make sure everything fits together properly and works before they uh, okay it to go. So into I have production. that Jedi um, Temple Guard uh-huh. from Rebels carded with the tracking numbers in the back. So is that more of a prototype or is that more of a production sample? I think it's more of a, I, mean, I think it's sort of in between. Okay. Uh, I don't closer to production, but it's still considered a prototype, right? Right. I, I would almost put it as like one, not a quality control and not a Hasbro stand. I, if I had to, I'm guessing that I would put it like the step past the Hasbro standard. Okay. If that makes sense. Yep. But I may be wrong. It might be right before too. <laughs> right. Who knows? So it's in that it's in that ballpark as a Hasbro standard. Okay. All right. But yeah, I mean, prototypes are pretty cool to have. They're, they're stories. I think the most interesting thing is when people come over, they're like, how did you get that? Because I think they think those are impossible. Some of them are. Some of them are, man. But, you know, like you said earlier, with the deal or no deal, you just got to be in the right place at the right time and have the 
bank funds. Because <laughs> they're broke some... for the record. <laughs> I can't, uh, can't say that enough. Well, and, and what I love about your piece uh, that uh, Death Star playset is it it's more it's more a hard copy than a, a first shot. So that makes it even cooler because when you've got the you know they were the stuff's printed versus being stickers and you, you know they're they're basically just putting it together to see how it looks before yeah. they take it any further. Yeah, uh, which is which is awesome because that that piece could have been sitting on a, a galoob. It's a galoob that was doing it at the time, right? Yes. It, it could have been sitting on you know the CEO's desk or, or something. I'm I'm you know, but you know it, it could have been an important piece sitting on a lot of important people's desk you know, or being passed around or hell, it could have been a toy fair item. Oh. You just, you just don't know. Yeah. Um, but that's what they do. Cause you, you know, a lot of times mm -hmm. they'll, they'll do it at put a mock-up together for a toy fair and then it doesn't do good. So it doesn't go anywhere. That's awesome. I would, I hope to get more. I, I don't know how rare they are or how available they are. They might be tied up in collections and focus collectors, but I would love to get another place set prototype at some point yeah it's truthfully just finding out where they are and doing the research and you know because people know where they are because there are a lot of black hole collectors out there yeah which means that somebody buys it and then they just hold on to it and people don't know where it is right right but there are people that know people that know people that know people and yeah stuff shakes out every now and again just like that piece did so i'm, I'm happy you got it because yeah Dude. Dude, I, I, this whole week, I just like, I moved my display case. So the vintage stuff, my vintage figures have been moved over to the TV that's further away from the chair that I normally sit in and watch TV. And the, the production, the prototype micro machines have been moved into the display case closer to where I sit. And I find myself more often than not, my eyes drift over to the, the pre-production stuff while I'm watching TV. And I just look at that and I listen to the TV. <laughs> Or I'll get up and I'll, I'll walk out the room, but before I walk out the room, I just get close. And I, I there's been a couple of times I'm just like, wow, I can't believe that it's part of my collection. It's an amazing piece, dude. You you yeah. need to be proud of it. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm a little jealous of that because it. I mean, it is it is a hard copy. I mean, it's a pretty much certified hard copy. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's it's an awesome piece. I can't wait to see it in person. So anything else? What 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 more do you want? What 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 are you looking for? I mean, you've kind of mentioned the Phantom, right? Yeah, the Phantom is my is my my uh, white whale right now. Uh, I'm hoping I can find it, uh, but I think they only made it like I, when we were talking about Toy Fair. I think they only made it for Toy Fair, uh, and it never really got into production because at the time Rebel stuff didn't sell good, and uh, so they canceled it. Because they did that to the Zeb, they did that to the Hera, and they did that to the Sabine uh, figures for that line. And uh, yeah, because yeah, it was actually it was packaged. It was a Hera and the Phantom. It was like the uh, a deluxe figure, and they actually had it to where the Phantom fits in the back of the Ghost, and you, the Ghost opens up. And it, I can't. I hope one day I can find it. And I have the money to make it, but my wife knows that if that ever pops up, it's it's a credit card purchase for me because it's there's no, uh, it will not be asked. I will not ask when that comes up. It'll just be a, a purchase. It'll be a spur of the moment and yeah, boom, buy it. Yeah. Um, 
kind of find more more pre-production stuff as far as galactic heroes goes um just in general i want to have a wax mold i either want a wax mold mm. or a wood sculpt because uh, i think those are awesome uh, i had the opportunity to to get some galactic heroes clay roughs but stuff just didn't work out and now that i got the kate kit kit fisto right yes now that i've got the galactic heroes it's the newer version of him that i have in uh first shot or pre-production but the clay rough was because they made two different versions of the galactic heroes they updated them at one point where uh they had no uh, articulation and then they changed them where they had four points of articulation in the later run and the clay rough was of the first run of galactic heroes so there's no really articulation in it and it it just looks like a big mound versus having legs and stuff on it mm. um maybe i'll make a run at that in a few months but i just it things didn't work out at the time and uh but yeah i'd love to have another i'd love to have a clay mold um wax sculpt something a clay sculpt wax mold uh, in the future just because i think those are cool That's is awesome. there anything you're looking at no, just more micro machines. More, as, <laughs> as Kylo Ren says at the end of the Last Jedi. More, more micro machines. Dude, I love that you've got that focus, man. That's like uh, TK and his sixty-five C Emperor offer run. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. that's the one thing I wish. Like, that's why because it's like pops. When you buy them, you just you never focus on one thing. You just buy everything, and then you look back and say, "Why do I have?" this much crap and then you can focus you know uh on yeah, I'm stuff yeah i'm glad i was able to figure out my focus early on before i bought just a bunch of prototypes and but i also wanted to say that there's no value in micro machines so if anyone's considering to make a run at micro machine prototypes just there's garbage like don't 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 get yourself involved with this trash right leave it so, all for jason yeah i'll clean up the trash people we have a listener question. Yes. About Matthew, time. No. Yeah, Matthew Hayes asks, love to hear you guys discuss pieces from your collection that held emotional value to you. So we can talk a little bit about what holds emotional value to us. Yeah. Which I found, which I found to be interesting when I walked around my room to try to figure that out. What, what did you, uh, what has emotional value for you? If, if my house was on fire and I could, grab anything um i'd probably have to go after my san diego comic-con fet because that was the first piece uh my wife bought for me because mm. we were at and it was at toylana it was the first toylana we'd ever been to together and she had um brought some glow worms in and as we're it was one of those she had got them out and oh i guess i'll bring them uh and see if they're valuable you know see if somebody's interested in them and as you know, we're walking around, she taps me on the shoulder or whatever. And she goes, there's a, a black box that looks like Boba Fett over there. And, um, you know, I kind of freaked out. And when they have a San Diego Comic-Con, because this was right when they come out and right, you know, first, really the first black series that they'd done. And um, so we go over there, we look at it and I'm talking to the guy and, um, you know, we kind of, and I'm like, oh, okay, it's too much money. I can't afford it. You know, I don't have the cash for it right now. And the glowworms, the reason the glowworms come into play, she had just sold them to somebody. And she made made it like half of what the FET was worth. And she just hands me the cash and goes, go buy it. 
So I was able to pick up, you know, I made a good deal with the guy for the FET. And uh, so that that's where, and then we ended up striking. I struck up a, cause they used to own green, they own, there was a store called Green Door in Chattanooga. So we saw them at every show and we were able to catch up and he's just, he, it was a piece he didn't want to sell. So I was able to pry it out of his hands and it was just a real big, um, uh, history to the piece. So that, that'd be my number one. And I guess my number two would be trying to make a run for those galactic heroes, uh, rebels prototypes just cause, cause of what they are and, yeah. and the story behind those. Cause I've had, I have a lot of, uh, had a lot of help getting them uh just you know um people pointing me in the right direction when they show up on ebay and uh, one was a gift so those those are second in the uh if your house was on fire yeah i didn't look at it that way i walked around the room and and if i mean if things are going to be caught on fire like the things that have the emotional value are the probably the cheapest pieces in my collection right the um the things that if there was a fire i mean i'm going for some of those prototype stuff but <laughs> that's why i said the prototype second but like i have i have a collection of like the toy lightsabers but there's one that's a knockoff lightsaber and the reason i have that is because at my wedding we my wife and i we just got married and we're walking into the hall and we're kind of like in a staircase waiting to be introduced as they do to introduce the bride and couple and the groom and all that and, and the the, the best men and the groomsmen and the, the you know, the, the bridesmaids and all that stuff. And the guy comes down and he goes, so you're walking into this? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, okay, in the Star Wars march? And I look at my wife and she's like, yep. Nice. I'm like, wait, what? She's like, yep. And so we, I this was a complete surprise to me. We kind of walk up the stairs. I'm getting a little teary-eyed thinking about it. We walk up the stairs and all the groomsmen have lightsabers in their hand and they kind of have the whole bridge where, you know, they're kind of facing each other and they're holding lightsabers to make like a kind of a triangle shape. Then we walked underneath that to be announced, which was incredibly special and a complete surprise. And so I have one of those lightsabers still. So that holds a lot of value, but like I said, it's a knockoff. They probably got it at the dollar store, you know, back in the day. So that's part of my collection. I also have tickets to, see the magic of the magic of myth it was a smithsonian at the national air and space museum just uh it was a whole gallery they had of models from star wars and costumes from star wars it was all the original trilogy because this was 1998 right before the prequels came out this is probably trying to get some buzz and some interest in the prequels because it was right before episode one came out but i still have the tickets for that for my mom and my stepdad and I, we went down for to DC for the day and we were some of the first in there and walking around. So that's got a lot of emotional memory and value to me. And I have those tickets on display. So that's, that's another thing that I think has deep emotional value. And then strangely enough, the Burger King toys from episode, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Now that was a very exciting time in my life. And I've kind of mentioned this before, but my, my daughter was being born. My wife worked at Disney. So I would go to Burger King, try to get the full set of those toys. We would go to, I would go to the Wilderness Lodge at Disney where she worked. We would go to the cast member dining place and we'd eat BK and I would collect all of the, um, the toys from Revenge of the Sith. So that whole process, you know, we're, we're about to have a baby where the last known Star Wars movie was coming out at the time. And 
I'm getting, you know, BK and we're going to Disney to eat it. And so there's just a lot of fond memories attached to the, that toy line, um, which looked like super deformed figures and big heads and small bodies. And it was a lot of fun to collect. And, and so those are some of the things that have a lot of emotional value besides, you know, obviously I have some cards and drawings that my, my kids made. And so those are the things that I, I think are connected. It's kind of funny that they're so cheap. It's not anything huge or multi, you know, like the sale bar just is 500 bucks. But the thing that I'm really attached to are some of the things that are free. Right. Well, that's what I love about collecting is, is the stuff that is give is gifts or stuff that's handmade means the most. Yeah. Uh, because going back to, and uh, my daughter, um, like five or six years ago, we had donuts with dad at, at her school and she had made me a, a you are my stepdad uh, thing mm -hmm. with light cards with lightsabers and a death star and, and all that stuff. So I, it, it's, it's always floating around. Uh, so yeah, I, I, it just kind of, you know, it's there. Yeah, I, I hold on to that. So that, that's yeah. probably another piece that means a lot to me. I have a piece on my desk. It's uh, something my wife made because she's got a silhouette machine. And so she's able to cut paper and stuff. And she had a tutorial about how to make like a unfolding box. So you take the top off the box and the sides fold down and then the sides fold open. And so it's just all these different layers and, and uh, it's, it's a pretty cool piece that I don't know, many people probably won't even know what it is or never seen one before, but deep inside was the, um, the gift card to galaxy's edge to make my own lightsaber. So it was a pretty cool piece. But that has a lot of value too. But that's something that, like you were saying, is handmade. Right. That's awesome. Sorry. You no. got me said Savvy's lightsaber. Damn it. That gets yeah. me every time, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the show's best when we just have a conversation and not yeah. try to force the, the educational stuff like the prototypes. I think right. we're kind of stumbling in the beginning, but I think we found our flow. Right. Um, so I had a couple more things that I wanted to bring up. Yeah, I, I will be going to Tampa in a couple of weeks and I, I'm debating if I want to go all the way to Disney because Coronado Springs was part of the NBA bubble. So the NBA played this past season at Disney World and they were kind of closed off from the rest of the world. So everybody who stayed inside the bubble was coronavirus free. But I guess LeBron James wanted um, some whiskey available on on disney property so there's actually a knobs creek and we were talking about the star wars version there's actually a, a parks disney walt disney world parks knob creek of currently available at coronado springs huh. and they have they have like it's overstock i think it's actually cheaper than buying knobs creek at at their facility and so i'm debating if i want to drive from tampa to orlando to look at that but the other thing that i want to hit up is the lakeland antique mall because they have Disney used items from the parks available at the antique mall that you can buy, like costumes. They have a flower that was used on the castle itself during one of the celebrations. I am writing that down right now, antique mall. So I think at the very least, I'm gonna make it out there because that's only about 30 minutes from where I'm staying. Mm -hmm. I can drive out there. There's a Panera nearby so I can go get my dinner there. I can check out the antique mall. They they do have action figures. There's one booth with action figures, but I have to be careful because I'm just taking the this suitcase for 
overnight. You know, I'm not going to check a bag or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I have to, I, there's only so much I can bring home if, if I bring home anything. But I will check that out and report back on what I find in a couple of weeks with the Toylana report. Awesome. I am typing that in right now. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Lakeland Ant- Antique Mall, and I think it's Forever Vintage is the name of the booth. But I Lakeland do know Florida. that they had like, um, I think it's Cinderella, uh, Prince Charming's costume back there. They had a bunch of like, when they remodel rooms at the resorts, they'll take the pieces and they'll put it on sale. A lot of it's overpriced in my estimation. Like if I'm going to spend $300 on a table, it better be brand new. Not something that a million people have kind of used. <laughs> right. You know, that's the price of those things. If um, on Facebook, there's this thing called uh, Orlando escape room or escape room, something it's yeah. along those lines and they do the same thing. They get all this stuff from disney use stuff at disney and it it's one of those crazy things like you said it's 500 dollars for a used table we bought a chair from the grand floridian which is a very pretty chair i don't know if it stands alone as like you would look at it and say oh that's from the grand floridian it's just a very pretty chair that we got that was used at the room at one point for like 50 bucks wow. but that was like 15 20 years ago almost i would say Some, somewhere between there maybe let's let's cut the difference it's like 17 years ago yeah, I'm staying. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, you're staying on the Tampa end. I'm staying on the Titusville end when I go down there. So. Yeah. yeah, I'm just going down for a couple of days to do some work. Nice. Then I'll be back. Speaking of Facebook, do you get like remorseful for posting something? Remorse? What yeah, do you like, What do you mean? Like part of my you collection? post something and like maybe I shouldn't have posted that and you take it down uh i've only done it maybe once or twice but okay yeah i did it this past week what happened i don't know i just i felt like no i i I just i hesitate bringing this up because i don't want it to be like it's nothing big Mm -hmm. but i don't know like should you not post all of your stuff and the empire group was posting like all of their display cabinets and stuff like that so i i posted my my shells and stuff like that and my display behind me. But then I took it down and I'm like, I don't know if I should be sharing this. And I don't know. I just felt weird posting it. So I don't know how I feel. I mean, some of my stuff, I'm pretty open when I share my stuff. Maybe I don't need to be, but I don't know. I think that's part of Facebook, but I, I guess you can either be a collector that shares everything or shares nothing or shares very few things. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the right answer is. I've never, yeah. I've been careful what I say about pieces, but I haven't, you know, I haven't posted a piece and then removed it. I think what happened was I posted it to Instagram too. I was like, if I'm going to post it on Facebook, I might as well post it on Instagram. And then I realized that Instagram was open. My Instagram is open to everyone because I, I tried, well, as a writer, I tried to use that to promote writing when I was, uh, when I had a book that just came out. So it just stayed open, but I'm like, I don't know if I want to post this to everyone. And I ended up taking it down in both places. I think that's something everyone struggles with is like, should I have posted that? Should I take it down? Yeah. So I don't know. I was just curious what your thoughts were about posting pieces from your, from your display. Like we talked about it a lot on this, on this this episode and the previous one, but I haven't posted images of that hard copy yet. I would wait for the opportunity, I guess, to present itself, uh, you know, maybe on a mail call Monday or, Hey, do you got any hard copies if somebody makes a post, but I wouldn't feel weird about posting it. Oh, Okay. 
Maybe it's just my insecurities. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being so damn insecure. Yeah. Stop caring so much, Jason. Yeah. Plus, it's also like, you know, you're waving your dick around. You know, look what I got. <laughs> yeah, and that's not me at all. Like, honestly, it's not. That's just not my style. And yes, I will edit that out. I'm like anti-look at me. Turn right. away. <laughs> Maybe that's part of the reason why I just decided to, to remove that, that mm-hmm. post. Yeah, I wouldn't feel too bad. I Part of part because that's part of collecting because you want to share your joy of having a certain piece with the community and uh, you know a lot of them like you 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 and I talk a lot but like you were saying you know nobody at your house gives a crap that you just bought that hard copy uh, Death Star and you know people in the in the community probably would yeah any security issues involved with posting things. That's the, that would be my only issue is the security issue. You know, yeah. uh, you know, people know where I live. It's not that hard to figure out where somebody lives. It's a simple uh, Google search. Unfortunately. Yeah. That's the part that stinks about, uh, about this, the, the, the world we live in now. Cause I was having a conversation with one of the guys I work with and um, we had found somebody's address and all you got to do is Google the address. And if they ever, if the house was ever for sale, you have images of the inside of the house. Yeah. It's a scary world we live in, but I think as long as you know what you're, what you're doing and, you know, just be safe. If you, if you feel safe doing it, do it. If you don't feel safe doing it, don't do it. Okay. I don't feel safe right now. So I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. (laughs) Don't look at me, people turn away. Well, then why are you on the podcast now? That's a great question. Jason's address is. No, but I think like, the, the podcast is best when we're just talking right and so that's why i'm on the podcast right no i agree with you because yeah like you said we we could force an issue and it, it feels forced but then we get get over that hump and and it goes good yep so uh, i'm looking forward to toyland to next week yes then we have a couple rebels episodes coming up which i'll have to start my research for oh, i can't wait to talk y'all gonna hear me cry like a little girl again <laughs> We're going to talk about, let's see, we're going to talk about the show itself, but then in the following week, we're going to talk about the collectibles. Right. So I'm going to pull some prices for that. Awesome. So we can get a snapshot of what, what where things currently stand with, with pieces. It'll be and a then, fun time. And then we'll do a Toy Lanta wrap up. Yep. An ICC show live. Yeah. Live at the ICCCC. And then a wrap up. Yeah, there's too many C's there. <laughs> it's just that just feels redundant yeah it's the nashville show and then i have a secret special episode that i'm working on oh yes i don't want to tease that because i don't want people to steal that idea right beat me to it we're looking at all the other podcasts out there yeah there's a lot there's a lot of star wars podcasts out there i, I did a search on spotify and there were so many we didn't even come up <laughs> that's uh that's encouraging <laughs> there were like 10 pages and and we never even came up but <laughs> looking at the stats we don't get that many listeners i may be the only person that listens to us on spotify yeah i listen to us on uh, itunes yeah so if you do listen to us on itunes please uh rate us rate us and leave a review 
and let us know that you love us because I'm insecure and I need to know. <laughs> yes. And I saw that um, James Arnold Taylor will be up at ICCC. Nice. So maybe I can ask him to say, you're listening to the Smuggler's Galaxy podcast. I'm Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Matt and Daniel Logan that. will be there. I wonder if they're going to charge us for that. I don't know. Probably. The what best story mean? The best story I've got of Daniel Logan is uh, we were up there last, last I see he was up there and the club had made some uh labels to put on jack daniels whiskey airplane bottles mm -hmm. so and it made you know they were made to look like georgia they were georgia alliance we totally stole the jack daniels logo like hundreds of other people have mm -hmm. and uh, we hand him one and he opens it up and is like he's like did you guys make this we're like yeah we did totally so he opens it up and starts like tasting it like a real taste whiskey and he's like this stuff's pretty good we're like dude it's jack daniels man just <laughs> <laughs> yeah we don't have a moonshine business down the back of our houses so he crazy. was yeah oh but you only gave that to a few select people most people just got the sticker right well no right. we what yeah it's like we had given it was swag but we had kind of saved it we we weren't going to give it to a 15 year old and say here here's some whiskey yeah, yeah. just to, just to be safe right it was an after hours swag piece <laughs> but yes we had the sticker we were handing out we had patches and it was it was cool it was and then uh one of the guys was running around with we also had flask made and mm -hmm. one of the guys was running around giving people swallow uh flask taste and getting pictures so probably won't <laughs> do that this year no 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 with the pandemic that's not recommended i would avoid sharing germs at all costs right now yeah i would even even before the pandemic i was like ooh but <laughs> yeah. hey <laughs> i don't even like sharing soda from my my wife <laughs> like it's tainted the second she drinks out of it and i'm like that's ridiculous jason don't don't be that way yeah jason you have three kids with her you you do more than share soda <laughs> <laughs> it's okay if you share soda with her anyways <laughs> anyways <laughs> what was i saying i was gonna say something else oh <laughs> I'm working on the Georgia Lions sign this week for the table. That's awesome. That looks great. And I'm testing a microphone for my camera. Like, I think if we wanted to interview people, like if somebody stops by the booth and we want to quick interview for YouTube, I'd have to, I think I have like a wired mic. It just have to be like a news report where you're just handing the mic back and forth between the speaker and the interviewer. <laughs> right. Maybe I'll get it like a six foot long pole to attach it to. And just put it up like NASCAR. Face. Yeah. We'll see. Oh, it'll be Toyland is going to be awesome. Looking forward to it. I got to buy my tickets. Yeah, I got to buy my wife a ticket. So I'll probably do that later this afternoon. Yeah. So, um, Jason, where can they find you? Everybody find you on uh, the gram and Facebook yeah. and. Yeah, just go to uh, Wasulko w a s u l k o dot com dot cam, and there you can find all that information. How to find me on on social media. Yep. You can find me on Instagram at Cajun Fett. You can find us at Smugglers Galaxy on Facebook. You can email us smugglersgalaxy at gmail.com. Please write us, review us, 
listen to us, tell your friends about us. So yeah, this thing can grow. It's, it's incredible. Thanks everybody who listened to us ramble for an hour about star Wars, hour and a half about star Wars. And yeah, thanks for the reviews. Thanks for the questions. Keep them coming. This is the way. This is the way. Thank you.